That right guy. That right guy. That right guy. That right guy. Podcast with Lyman Reed. Hello and welcome back to That Writer Guy Podcast. I am your host, Lyman Reed, and today is all about the editing process continued as we are in part number five of a 10-part episode series all about editing. And today is about professional editors and what they need from you. The thing is, is with editors and with anyone else, when you're doing something, there are needs, there are requirements, there are things that you need to take care of or must do to make it easier for them to be able to start work or even contemplate working on your manuscript. Now, by this point, what you should have already done is you've been looking over your edits, you've been looking at what you can do to self-edit, get this manuscript of yours polished, ready to go, and ready to be sent to an editor. You also need to look at what type of editing you need done, and we went over that in the last episode with the four primary types of editing that are out there. And in this episode, we're going to talk about what editors are needing from you. Jumping right in, the first thing that they are going to do when you are looking for an editor is you're going to look at what their requirements are, such as do they require it to be in single space line? Do they need a certain font size? Do they need a certain font? It's just like if you're submitting something to say, an agent, or you're querying something, or you're looking to enter a contest, anything with your manuscript, or really anything for that matter. Everything has submission guidelines, and this is no different when it comes to editors. Editors have requirements, such as my editor requires Times New Roman 12-point font on 8.5 by 11, that's the standard size for Microsoft Word, and they want it in 1.5 line spacing. That is what my editor requires from me so they can not only, one, gauge how much work they're going to have to do when they're looking at it, but they can also take a look at the overall length of the manuscript as well as give you a better price quote or accuracy on what it's going to cost you to have them do the edits. Now, the cost, of course, is going to come in play when it comes to the length, the type of editing, the extensive amount of the potential editing that they're going to have to do, and how long it's going to take them to complete it. All of these are factors that go into play here. So what if you were to just finish up your first edit of the manuscript or no edits at all? Let's just start there. You wrote your first manuscript. You've got it all finished up. You haven't done any editing and you're already ready to go about finding an editor. Well, I have some news for you. There are not many editors out there that are excited or eager or willing to take on an unedited manuscript that means that you need to do some kind of self-editing before you actually send this off to an editor for them to look at because if there are inconsistencies within the story inconsistencies to where it just doesn't make sense 
or there are so many things that are just going to make it difficult for them to comprehend, understand, and to be able to actually fix things, then it's not going to be something that's feasible for them as time is money. They want to know that you are serious about the craft and they want to know that you are serious about getting this done and getting this done to the best of its ability. And if you're not willing to put in the time, if you're not willing to put in the effort, if you're not willing to put in the energy in doing some kind of self-editing prior to sending it out to editors to take a look at, then they're not going to be super keen on taking a look at it themselves because it's going to require a lot more work. Now, they might, but it's also going to come down to it will cost you more money because they're doing that much more work. A first draft is basically chicken scratch in my eyes. It's basically a chance for you to write everything down as fast as you can get it or slow, depending on how you write. And it's a chance for you to get all of your thoughts down on paper or on the computer or however you do it. Then in your initial self edits, you can go through and you can start cleaning up things so that it makes more sense. So things start flowing better. So you can have a better grasp and concept of what your story is actually doing versus just a mash grab bag of random thoughts and ideas. And I'm not saying that your first manuscript is going to be just a grab bag of thoughts and ideas because you have a story that you are telling. You have a story that you are progressing with. You have a story that you're wanting to put out there and you have a very good concept and good grasp of that at the moment, but it's not where it needs to be for editing sakes. So that question then lies, what needs to be done for the editor? A professional editor would prefer that you have gone through initially and taken a look for grammatical mistakes, errors in your spelling. You double check those. It's very simple to do depending on what software program you're using. Most programs have some kind of spell check feature available that you can use to clean up as many things as possible. Will it catch everything? No, it's not possible because they are not perfect. It will not catch misspellings of words when you meant to say one word and while you said it you didn't write the correct word which has say three different meanings for one word that's fine but that's where the editor comes into play they are skilled they are experienced and they have the ability and knowledge base to be able to discern one from another and be able to fix that for you professional editors like to know that Everything is ready for them, so they're not having to second guess. So what else do they need? Well, let's go into the science fiction or fantasy realm here for a moment and say that you have a whole bunch of words or character names or places or anything else, creatures or whatever, that are completely different, completely unnormal. They're not your typical spellings. They're not your typical words, names, whatever. Having a guide or something that the editor can work off of helps to make it easier for them to be able to grasp what words you're using, why you're using them, the pronunciations of them, how they are supposed to be spelled. All of these things are essential to an editor because without them, they are guessing. They don't know exactly if this spelling versus say eight lines down and you spell that person's name or that character or creature or whatever else, they don't know which spelling is correct. So they're not going to be able to correct that unless you have provided them with some kind of a 
I guess, I, I guess the best way to put it is a cheat sheet or a guide sheet per se. Giving them this tool allows them to be able to do their job better and it allows them to understand exactly what needs to be where, how you meant everything, the character pronunciations, the character spellings, the creature spellings, everything in your world that are supposed to be spelled one particular way. Everything that you do will make it easier not only for the editor, but it will also make it easier for you in the long run as well as it can also cost you less money. So do everything you can to get your manuscript as ready as possible before you send it off to an editor. You will thank yourself and so will they. And that is all the time I have for this particular episode. And I hope you've enjoyed that. And I would like to thank my sponsors, Fire Song Publishing Services, Scout Media, Estrella Editing, Three Ravens Publishing, and Dragon Lady Art for their continued sponsorship of this wonderful podcast. It is because of them I am able to do what I do here. And if you would like to find out more about these sponsors, you can go to my website, www.limonrate.com. Head over to the That Right A Guy podcast page where you will find all five sponsors, what they are able to do, how they can help you, and how to reach out to them as well right there. If you've enjoyed this episode or any previous episode, I would also like to ask that you please consider buying me a cup of coffee or becoming a patron of this podcast on Patreon. If you'd like to buy me a cup of coffee, you can go over to my Facebook page, That Writer Guy Podcast, where right now we're in the middle of a like and follow giveaway. Like and follow my page, and the more likes and follows that the page gets, the better and bigger the giveaway items get. And we're going to be giving those away here at the end of January. So go ahead and give it a like and a follow while you're there. And then right below it is the gift card button. Go ahead and give that a click. That'll take you right over to the Buy a Cup of Coffee page, where you can buy me one, two, three, or however many cups of coffee you would like to. Or you can go right on back to my website, www.limonrate.com, and right back over to where you just were with the sponsors, and you'll find a Buy a Cup of Coffee button there as well. If you'd like to become a patron of this wonderful podcast, you can do so on Patreon. Type in That Writer Guy Podcast and yours truly will appear. I have six different tiers available for you to take a look at, each one geared just a little bit differently. And if you find one you like, become a patron today. Any cups of coffee purchased or any patronage provided through Patreon are greatly appreciated. Now, our next episode will be all about the price. And the price can be very, very different and varying depending on the type of editing needed as well as the editor themselves. So I look forward to being with you again on the next episode. But until then, keep the words flowing, the ideas going, and happy writing. <laughs>